0: so a couple of days ago i was expecting my new everlane treads that everlane gave me and lindsay their brand new sneaker with a mission to make the world's lowest impact sneaker designed to last and built from the most sustainable raw materials available yeah so i was waiting for my treads in the mail i ordered blush ones because i thought it'd be fun to have like blush colored sneakers i
1: think i ordered cream ones like white yeah you did yeah
0: you did and i was waiting for it and i got a box like ding dong it was fedex guy and it, he was holding an Everlane box and he handed it to me and I signed and I took it and it said treads on the outside and I ripped the box open because I was really excited for my treads and I was like, What are all these clothes? And I realized I had opened my neighbors I had opened my neighbor's Everlane. humiliating. Yeah. I it was all these clothes and I was like, Oh, they sent me all these random clothes. Interesting. And then I realized it was for someone else. And so I wrote a note that was like, sorry, <laughs> I opened your mail, but I too was expecting Everlane. And he gave it to me and I thought it was my Everlane. And I was like, your friend in Everlane, we both love it. Love your neighbor. It was a deranged note, but we just all love Everlane. The note was I truly understood. deranged. It was like, it was as bad, an Everlane lover note. also, like I <laughs> wanted to get <laughs> It was really embarrassing. And for those of you who don't understand why I was so excited, Everlane only makes premium essentials using the finest materials without traditional markups. They want you to know what you're paying for and why, which is why they tell you their real costs. And they're radically transparent about every step in the process, from the materials they use to the ethical factory they work with. And no matter your style or preference, Everlane's clothes look better, last longer, and cost less. And because they sell direct to you, their prices are 30 to 50% lower than traditional retailers. They have their cotton crew shirt. I have a bunch of those. I got their treads on the way. I got their jeans, which I love. All their denim shirts, I love all that. I have their little drawstring shorts, which I also love. Point is, you can check out our personalized collection at everlane.com who. Plus, you'll get free shipping on your first order. That's everlane.com who, W-H-O, everlane.com who. To be welcome to who weekly the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't i'm bobby finger
1: i'm lindsey weber
0: happy memorial day it's memorial after.
1: day well it's after hope your memorial day was long fruitful hope you honored the troops
0: I had a great Memorial Day what weekend. What
1: do you do on Memorial Day? Honor the troops. I went to Milwaukee. Oh, not you. I mean, you, the general you. I know yeah. what you did.
0: I went to Milwaukee. It Was really fun. Back my to voice Milwaukee. is kind of gone. I'm worried that my voice is did a lot of screaming, like hooting and hollering at a wedding last night. We
1: were. What were you hooting?
0: Well, the person who got married is a singer, and so the venue was like very like was at like a like a concert venue, and there was like a lot of screaming and like. What were like, you personally you were supposed screaming. to be like? You were just like, woo. That literally. But you woo! did that a lot over and over again. Yeah, because that was part of the thing.
1: Remember when I lost my voice in the middle of that party, like just right in the middle of the party? Suddenly, <laughs> I think it was because this is gross, but I think I like, you know, when you like accidentally a little bit of like bile comes up and you're like, oh, <laughs> like, and you like kind of <laughs> choke. I think it like burned my esophagus and then I like lost my voice immediately.
0: It was really funny. It was like talking to Lindsay, having a normal conversation. Go get like a drink or come back, and she's like, anyway, and so like, uh, <laughs> anyway, oh." Uh, and then I says to Mabel, I says, uh,
1: <laughs> "It was honestly really. Like, what? It was really worrying because nothing had happened. I was like, nothing happened to me except like maybe I barfed a little, but I didn't barf. I maybe, just choked a little. Maybe a
0: little bile.
1: I gotta say, I, I'm blaming Rebecca's punch. That like pu- that like that vodka punch oh, coming out of the oh, water had- cooler."
0: I had one sip of that, and I was like, I'm good.
1: Right? I'm good. If this is what people drink at the office, like, no thank you, sir. Because <laughs> I think that also was like, I was like, ugh, and then I, I lost my voice. And then I was you like, oh, no, sip. what if I don't get my voice back before we tape next? Like, that's my one That's my one job.
0: Your one job. What if we both went mute? What? Like, Uh-oh. It, like, just... We'd have to come up with a new thing. Like, yeah. just focus entirely on the newsletter. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Well, we lost our voice, so it's entirely a newsletter. We're just going to come up with print. We're going to re-recreate print. It's just a new magazine yeah. weekly. Yeah. But because we're sh- come because to we're
1: shifting from podcast to newsletter, it would work.
0: No, that's fine. If it's if you transition into print, it's fine. But if you're Ooh. existing print, you're old and you're you know stupid and you're a dumbass.
1: Do is like do the podcast written but then have other people play us. Like we would have like subs like Harry and Megan. Um, in the Lifetime movie that's airing tonight, Harry and Meghan. Lindsay,
0: play a clip here.
1: About 20 times a day, I am pinching myself thinking, is this real?
0: Meg, think the royals will ever really accept you? The firm has been around for a 1,000 years. You've known each other 18 months. I'm not going to silence her. I've been sent to keep you in line.
1: Daddy, you did stage those photos.
0: It's going to be hard to look at yourself in the mirror every day pretending to be a British royal.
1: I can't do this. We can get through this, you and I.
0: I love you, and you love me. And that's all that matters. I
1: love you, no The Lifetime Harry and Meghan movie follow up called Harry and Meghan, a Royal. What's it called? A Royal.
0: Becoming a Royal.
1: Becoming Isn't Royal. Is it becoming royal? becoming royal? Becoming Royal. It would be like that, and you would have two people doing impressions of what we used to sound like.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? And they would. They would both be British, but they would be pretending to be American.
1: Right. We would hire either Australians so or British people, off. so they would sound a little weird. They would also pronounce things <laughs> wrong, just like we did.
0: It would be just a little bit strange.
1: I would write in my te- in my script, pronounce this incorrectly, so that it would be like <laughs> more authentic to me.
0: Oh my God, we would not being on the podcast would make us do so much more work. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Well, we, we would have, have to, prep to script these script
1: it. I know. We'd have to we'd have it with jokes. We'd have to say, laugh here, laugh line. Make this joke. Make this pun.
0: What I find crazy is that, as you pointed out, they recast Harry and Meghan in the follow-up to Harry and Meghan What's A Royal Romance. About
1: Harry and Meghan is that the first Harry and Meghan Lifetime movie, which was called Harry and Meghan
0: A Royal Romance.
1: Had two actors who, again, the Megan looked more like the Megan looked like Megan, and the Harry did not look like Harry. Then I guess that Lifetime movie just made them too famous, just like Harry and Megan themselves, or more like Megan, and they had, so to they had to hire new people, cast them. I cannot believe were they. I can't believe these two could not come back for the sequel, maybe because it sucked. So now you have
0: you went from Parisa Fitzhenley, who was originally Megan, to who's new Megan?
1: Tiffany Smith. She looks. Just like Megan.
0: She looks a lot like Megan. I wouldn't say just like Megan. She looks a lot like Megan. She looks say, more like Megan than the original Megan. The new Harry looks even less well, like Harry. What's
1: wild about Megan and Harry is I think if you described Megan, you could get a lot of girls that are gorgeous and look kind of like Megan. But I think if you described Harry without actually seeing a photo of him, you get a lot of guys that look like a joke. You know? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's Joe. like, okay, a beautiful, biracial, dark hair woman. Um, she's got kind of like freckles a little bit. Like she's got a look. And then I'm like, okay, Harry, he's a redhead balding British. You would just get <laughs> – you would just get like these re- – the, you get people that don't look like him and do not have his swagger uh-huh. that makes him attractive, I guess. Is well, he has like I don't well, know. Well, Megan
0: has like – even like the freckles. You're right. She has like unique little characteristics. Harry really does it. He's just Harry a really redhead doesn't. British guy. He's redhead, he's balding. You're right. Right. You're right. So
1: they'll get no a they'll get Harry. a British guy and they'll say, "Oh, we'll just dye his hair. We don't need like he doesn't have to really also, look like him."
0: But I also think even more so than like how hard it is, like how he's sort of just kind of a generic looking person. I will say I think people just don't care about the hairy aspect. You know. They, people are more interested in the Megan aspect, oh, so they work I, a little harder. Harry could be they a cardboard a cutout
1: with a, with a you know, a cardboard cutout. He could be CGI, but they just don't have the budget.
0: <laughs> no, CGI is expensive. Yeah. But you're right. He could be a cardboard cutout. He could be a stuffed animal. Or he could just never be shown on on camera. Okay, that would That'd be That'd be fun if they just incredible. never put him on camera.
1: It's like...
0: The whole bit is just you never see him.
1: Yeah, and then you don't see Harry. Because it's from her perspective.
0: It's like how you don't see the president in the first season of Veep. She's like, what was that, Harry?
1: From the other room, he's like, "Uh, oh, well, 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 caviar and crackers or whatever. Then you just get like
0: someone who can do a British accent, doesn't have to be a real British person to be Harry.
1: Why does it have to be somebody who's not a real British person? Do you think they're more expensive?
0: Oh, I'm saying it doesn't have to be. I'm saying it could (laughs) be anyone because all you need is the voice.
1: I know, but you act like British actors are more expensive or like harder to find when in fact they're not.
0: (laughs) I guess not. There are actors (laughs) everywhere um okay uh, come see us in nashville that. come see us in nashville this weekend it's gonna be a lot of fun i promise you and then come to a podcast at pod i have the podcast panels at Podex. that's also gonna be fun so if you're in nashville or the general vicinity
1: come and hang out it's with gonna us. it's gonna be great to engage in panel culture for the first time in a while
0: yeah it's gonna be great you know what else is great
1: Huh?
0: whiskey cavalier was uncanceled you know what else is bad it was then recancelled again.
1: I thought we were gonna have to eat crow, like Wendy Williams once did when she actually ate crow. She said, I'm gonna eat crow and then she ate crow. Remember and then she that? Ate crow? We've okay. mentioned that on the podcast now seventeen million times. I don't have to
0: eat I don't have to eat crow. I don't have to yeah. drink whiskey. I don't have to find out who Whiskey Cavalier is, because this show is dead, buried, you know fun- gone, never to be thought about. You
1: know what's funny about Whiskey Cavalier? He's both. Do you know that? People keep saying, oh, yeah, Lindsay was- and Bobby, stop asking bo- who Whiskey Cavalier <laughs> is. He's both of them. I got to say, that sucks because in— For what's her name? It sucks for her. It sucks. in Rizzoli and Isles and other—Franklin and Bash, they each get uh, their own name. She is anonymous.
0: That's really fucked up.
1: So Whiskey Cavalier, we thought—people thought was coming back. I honestly don't think it was coming back. I think that was a little bit of a weird—every show that's canceled, everyone's like, please bring back my show. And they think it's going to work. <sighs> and let me tell you, AP Bio is not coming back. I'm sorry, but the tick, I don't think it's coming back. These shows that are getting canceled, I'm sorry, I just don't think they're coming back.
0: All these cancellations, they're done with, you know, algorithms. (laughs) Me explaining cancellations. Algorithms, they see if people are watching them. I I just feel like we're exiting.
1: We are exiting the era in which, like, a Netflix or a Hulu desperate or another channel desperate for, like, the fan whatever is gonna be like, we'll take it. Because if there was a
0: short window, it was was a short a short window. And
1: pandering to fans, has again and again not really worked. I don't think anyone watches uh, Encino Nine One One. What's it called? Reno? No, not Reno. Oh, what's it called?
0: Encino Nine One One. Sorry,
1: what is a show called with Andy Samberg with the cops?
0: Brooklyn Nine Nine.
1: I don't. <laughs> I don't think anybody actually watches that show. People,
0: I know people who watch it, and but I, I think don't that... think that
1: show like it got saved. But I don't think it. I don't think it got saved and actually got more viewers. It's the same. I thought it did. I don't think so.
0: Point is, I don't even want to pretend like I know what's happening into the world of television. But I would like to believe that the executives who make the decisions are basing it on numbers. Whatever. They're not. They don't know anything. I
1: love that you're. we're like suspicious of everything except for when they cancel Whiskey Humbler. We're like, we respect uh, the uh, algorithms and the elders, and we respect their choices, uh, and, and we, we love we the business of television. <laughs>
0: The only entertainment executive that I trust is Amy Pascal. Where did true. she go? She left Sony. She went somewhere else. She's going to make it a hit. But guess what? She's, she's back. She's going.
1: Into the Spider-Verse, only successful because of Amy. Don't tell Who me otherwise. It's only <laughs> successful because of Amy. Are you kidding? Amy
0: Amy Pascal's, you know, I'm sorry. If you don't work for Amy Pascal, your show's going to get canceled. I would and pay, you're not going to be able to complain.
1: I would pay anywhere up to $1,000 to read all the emails involving Amy Pascal and, and Spider-Man. Just just to see him. Just to know.
0: I want to get one of those like spy movie mirrors of her phone, you know, where I can just constantly see what's happening on her phone. <laughs> Be thrilling. Why
1: are you punishing me? <laughs>
0: I'd never look at my phone again. I just look at Amy's. I just look at Amy's being used.
1: Yeah, that's great.
0: You know, that's that's. I'm telling you right now, fucking patent it. Hello, sharks. My new idea, I- iPhone screen streaming. Twitch is over. It's all about seeing what people are doing on their phone. So not just
1: like messaging, but like everything.
0: Everything. Like you I open up your you open up your phone to the world, and then you get a notification like Lindsay just unlocked her phone, and then you can like see what you're doing.
1: But you watch me like check the weather. That's... You watch me check right. the call in for tomorrow. You right. watch me play Design Home for thirty minutes. You watch <laughs> me uh, dis- uh refresh Twitter and then close it. You watch me.
0: That's the new Twitch. It doesn't matter. Let's move on. Someone fell off the wife fell off a cliff Lindsay so cliff wife
1: other i think the the worst and best thing about being on vacation a little bit is like usually i'm pretty tuned into things but if it's something that's just solely on twitter i sometimes lose track so i i logged into like both my chat rooms and i was like who the fuck is cliff wife because people kept making jokes about me. cliff wife i, texted I was not you. on
0: the phone i, I was like at this, all these rehearsal, all these wedding functions and then i i was trying not to look at my phone i was trying not to look at twitter and then i get a text that just said like who cliff wife in the middle of the day and i was like <laughs> And I thought it was a mistake, and I was like, I don't know who Cliff Wife is. And then I started. This is what I love about Cliffwife. because like, for, for, just from the just from the name Cliff Wife, yeah, I was, and the way you asked who Cliff Wife, I was like putting the pieces together, and I felt like I had a pretty good, like sort of like a blurry image that was slowly coming into focus of what Cliff Wife was, and yeah. I was pretty spot on. And it's one of those things where it's like, kind of, it combines a few of the only good things about the internet, yeah. which are like, uh, harmless, harmless virality. Uh, that's like slapstick humor that where there's with, like, like no one dies, no falling one, like, and no goes injury, which is very like yeah. olive olive crusher lady falling Love to in the fall. screen. Yeah, Scarlet, and
1: take a tumble.
0: Immediate jokes like turning into turning it into beams, um, and,
1: tosc- and toxic masculinity, which is very in for uh, 2019.
0: And uh, and wives and wives oh, calling wives. out wives like yeah. curvy wife and elf wife and all the wives,
1: all the wives, uh, so email wives. So combining wife.
0: all these like actually fun things. Like there wasn't, you know, like it wasn't like we didn't find out that Shonduras, who's the guy whose wife fell, is, like secretly a MAGA guy. You know, like there really isn't it, not Not yet. yet. There really isn't any darkness as we as far as we can tell. They're sort of just like some boring Snapchat influencers. Yeah. But anyway, so this guy, he's on vacation with his wife and their friends, and he's famous on Snapchat. His name is Shonduras. He got famous on Snapchat. He's been called the very first Snapchat celebrity, like person who created themselves on Snapchat. What'd he do? He does like uh, he augments photos with like drawings. He like oh, like Spencer over does on Instagram. Yeah, he was. He's been called quote Snapchat's first homegrown celebrity. Mm-hmm. There was a time when he was making a hundred thousand dollars a week. <gasps> Stick that in your pipe and smoke it.
1: Stick that on your cliff and drop it. He makes it. a.
0: He makes <laughs> a t- <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> So, Sorry, I we're don't really not pay attention yet. to do Snapchat influencers, whatever. But this guy, he's like in his 30s, early 30s. He and his wife are on this like beautiful, like sort of beachy tropical vacation with some other people. Sure, sure, obviously sure, they're, sure, Obviously, they're documenting everything. I sure. don't know who's filming this and I still haven't found out. Maybe you have. Someone is filming the whole family walk along this cliff. The whole group, not just family. They but came like with a like a professional photographer, like mm-hmm. truly. But they're all, they're all, profe- they all yeah. like are GoPro people, right. you know. And she's walking and she slips off this cliff. She tumbles and the camera follows her. as She falls off the cliff, probably about 14 feet and onto like a rocky beach. It's big and enough she,
1: to be like, oh my God, are you okay? And to do a, like a little bit of an ankle sprain. Like, <gasps> but it's not big enough to be like, call 911. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah, a she thin line. And, and she doesn't
0: hit her head. Right. And she doesn't hit the rocks. It's extremely, I mean, it's extremely olive Olive Smasher Lady fall.
1: So the wife falls off the cliff. Oh, she tumbles.
0: <laughs> oh, oh no. this happened days ago. She fell off the cliff. She
1: falls off a cliff, but you know, and any other normal person would be like, "That's it. My fell off a cliff. Funny f- a video for the friends and family. She's fine. Mm-hmm. It's okay." These two. Because the internet broke their brain long ago, long, uh, long, 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 you long, know. Long, long, immediately long. take out the GoPro, sit down on the side. She's like, kind of rolling. She's kind of like, like talk about seeing this. if she's okay. She's a little bit like flustered, and immediately press record on this.
0: And Jenny's alive. Still the best day ever. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we have some wounds back here. We have some battle wounds right there. Some battle wounds in there. So survive on the edge right here. Wow. Are you good? Yeah. That was the freakiest thing that has ever happened to me, I think. It's a 20-minute video, and they're sitting on their little, you know vacation getaway porch and they're sitting in their chairs uh, consoling each other talking about the story laughing occasionally talking about how you know they're so lucky how like fragile delicate life is and how we should all be thankful about everything um, but i love the title the title is all caps jenny fell off the trail <laughs> and then <laughs> and then lowercase scary, scary moment, moment for, for our family.
1: family and i gotta say this is uh the the pool <laughs> image the, the the um what do you call it, the still that goes with it, the thumbnail, um, kills me. It is a photo of her <laughs> sobbing into his arms.
0: And he's consoling her. And
1: then there's a like different image superimposed with like a circle around it of her falling off the cliff. <laughs> they made clickbait with this. I'm clicking I'm clicking on this so hard. What's also crazy about this is that it has five hundred thousand views. Other stuff of theirs have more views. Like Cliff Wife for them wasn't even their mo- biggest moment.
0: No, not at all. You, you know? I want to read, I want to read, I don't know where he wrote this. I think he wrote it on on, on his tweet. Yeah. And he shared the video, but he wrote, I watched my.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is what made it viral. So okay, watch my we're wife not even fall at off the part. We're not even at the part where, where it gets viral. This is what made it viral for Twitter. Go say it.
0: He no. said, I watched my wife fall off a cliff, ellipsis. You're spelled wrong, Y O U apostrophe Your whole world can change in a matter of seconds. So that goes viral. Then everyone's talking about Cliff Wife. They don't... I mean, this is again... And we can laugh about this because she's okay. I just love that we all decided to call her Cliff Wife. It's so disrespectful. So disrespectful. She's not Jenny. She's Cliff wife, and she'll forever be Cliff wife. But there were some really good. Obviously, there were some really good jokes about Cliff wife. Immediately, my favorite, my favorite one. I mean, there are a few good ones where it's like, today is another wife day on Cl- on Twitter. There's one. This woman. This is how I found out about it. Whenever you were like, "Who Cliff wife?" I searched Cliff wife, and one of the first tweets that I saw was someone saying, "Crying, laughing, alone in the car at all the different wives of online, just ruining my makeup. Curvy wife, elf wife, the wife who was emailed, the wife who fell off a cliff. Every day a new wife for us to guffaw about." an endless parade of wives. But my favorite cliff wife tweet was the one that I emailed you that said um, Moby, parentheses, watching some other guy's wife fall down a cliff. Oh no, my wife.
1: <laughs> <laughs> which will, which is like, if you don't, you might not get that, but you will if you stay tuned after we do this ad.
0: Why should we care about Billy? I don't know who Billy is. Is Billy Cliff wife? You'll have to tell me who Billy is.
1: Billy is not Cliff wife. Billy is Billy
0: Eilish, who is Billy. No, Billie?
1: not Billy Eilish, although spelt the same way. Billy is delivering premium razors directly to you for half the price of what you'd find oh, in the store. I so love that. I don't know how you rank your Billys, but that seems pretty high on my list because ri- women's razors can cost up to fifteen percent more than. Men. Ends.
0: That's true. Isn't that messed up? That's true. That's messed up. So
1: just go to mybilly.com to get their starter kit including two razor cartridges, a handle and their magic magnetic holder for the shower which I have in love because then your Ooh. razor doesn't like fall on the fall floor off. which is gross. Yeah, gross. For only $9 you can get four refill blades every 1 2 or three months based on how often you shave each razor okay. cartridge contains five american-made blades case in aloe shave soap for the smoothest shave that's gentle on sensitive skin they also have more space between each blade to allow shave cream soap and hair to pass on by they're an allure best of beauty winner and nylon's beauty hit list because billy is the brand that got women's razors right. So get f- free shipping always. You can skip, adjust or cancel your subscription anytime. Ooh. That makes it so easy. So go to mybilly.com/who so you can support the podcast while getting your best razor you will ever own for half the price of razors in the store, plus free shipping always. So mybilly.com/who. That's m y b i l l i e.com/who. And
0: okay, now let's talk about Moby why do we care about Moby? Why do we care about Cliff White? Point is, we don't care about Moby. Why? Because he lied about dating Natalie Portman. Moby is a them. Natalie Portman is a them. But except for some reason, we're talking about this. He's Wait, behaving like a who.
1: I think that Moby is a who.
0: He might be a who. I think he Moby might be a is a who. 90s them.
1: Moby hasn't had relevancy for a very long time musically. He could have aged into being kind of like a Diplo guy because he was always doing production and remixing of other artists, Mm -hmm. right? He had his own thing, but he mostly worked with other artists. Like all of his biggest hits were featuring, etc. But he didn't really continue on that journey.
0: No, he didn't. He like sort of, I don't know, synced into his... Books Into his like whatever Like he didn't He didn't make music Anyone cared about anymore You know Like he did his pop stuff Not pop stuff But radio friendly stuff And then like Every album since Which I've listened to A lot of them honestly You they're do? Not, they're not that I used to listen to Moby Like when his new albums Would come out I would You would check buy them out And I would, would listen check to them all out. them Yeah, yeah. Would absolutely check them out and they're just not the same. It's just like he's just doing... He has the, the the freedom, I guess, at that point. Like, he made his money. Now he can just, like, truly release whatever the fuck he wants. And that's what he did for a long time. And then he was like, no, I want to write a book. And then he did. And all the book did was get him in trouble.
1: Could you tell me Moby's real name?
0: Uh, it's not Cliff Wife?
1: <laughs> no, it's still not Cliff Wife. Guess. Uh, n- guess. Guess. Okay, here I'll give Toby? you Toby? Uh, Toby? No. I'll, Tobias? It doesn't rhyme with Moby.
0: Okay. R- oh, Rick.
1: Oh, wait. How did you get Rick?
0: I don't know. His first
1: name is Richard and what? his middle name is the uh the last name of a famous author who wrote a book that I think Moby is named after. <laughs> I just got it.
0: Rick Melville.
1: Yep, and his last oh, name. Oh
0: my god! Is
1: remember when hipster wife? Oh my god, hipster wife. <laughs> remember when hipster grifter had that saying, and she said, "I'm gonna throw my hot dog down your blank blank." What was that? Do you remember this at all?
0: Like down your hallway? Yes.
1: His last okay, name yeah. is the first part of that word.
0: Hot. No. What word? Hall. Hallway? <laughs> <laughs> oh that's pretty good
1: his name is richard melville hall i just got moby wow i like as i did that he's game moby
0: because of melville
1: i mean i'm guessing I hate How else? That. okay so oh, remember in-
0: his cribs episode where he shows off his bookshelf and yeah he's like he's it worries me that no one else on this show has a bookshelf like i had to show off my bookshelf i remember that episode oh, hi i'm moby come on inside this is my nice home here in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. I'm trying to figure out where we should start our tour. I've watched a few of these at cribs, and the thing that seems strange to me it doesn't seem like anyone has a bookshelf. I'm kind of concern that people aren't reading anymore. So,
1: in case you don't remember who Moby is, and I feel like honestly that's not that crazy to say, is that Moby was a a, a mid aughts kind of uh, pop artist. Well,
0: he was like more of like a uh, like a housey ambient. Guy in the 90s Like right. or like a Like a He was just a housey Ambient musician Who right. ha- released like Pseudo popular Albums in that Specific genre Then he releases An album called Play And it hits number one and sells like and it sells billions and billions and billions of copies because every single song on it was licensed so the reason Moby blew up is because that album was literally everywhere it was used in movie trailers it was used in commercials it was used in television shows those songs were all over the place for like four years straight and then that's like all he needed you know like and 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 then similar things happen with his earlier albums like uh most iconically, in my opinion, Scream One ends with a song from uh, Everything Is Wrong. In um, my a lot, of, opinion. a lot of those early a lot of those early Moby albums like were still featured, they were licensed to hell, but they weren't as like huge as play. Um, what was the song? First cool hive is the that's one that's in the screen. Stay with me. Hi, this
1: is Gail Weathers with an exclusive eyewitness account of this amazing breaking story. Several more local teens are dead, bringing to an end the harrowing mystery of the mass killings that has terrified this peaceful community, like the plot of some scary movie. It all began with a scream over 911 and ended in a bloodbath that has rocked the town of this world. All played out here in this peaceful farmhouse, far from the crimes and the sirens of the larger cities that its residents have fled. Okay, let's take it the one. Come on, move it. This is my big shot. To I really liked the the um South Side featuring Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani. That was a good yeah. song for me. But Moby also was kind of known he had he was a vegan and that was like a big thing for him and he had a restaurant called Teeny 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 TNY.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, and Fine. he
1: opened also a vegan restaurant called Little Pine in Silver Lake. But
0: he was a vegan whenever like Broader culture thought vegans were, like, lame as hell and, like, they would emasculate them and, like, was, like, you're a fucking dumbass baby. Um, (laughs) Right. And now veganism is, like, not really maligned the way it was. Like, Moby was made fun of a lot. And it turns out it was understandably.
1: Well like so, maybe in the
0: nineties you'd be like, Don't be me to Moby, well, and now it's, it's like be mean a Moby. Moby
1: survived this long doing a lot of different things while only kind of getting kind of owned for different like just like stupid things like being vegan or like kind mm-hmm. of being hipster or whatever. Like that was the main yeah. kind of thing. He wrote this is not his first book. He wrote he's written a few books. He's written essays. He
0: He loves he, to write.
1: Right. And so he wrote a <laughs> memoir in 2016. And then he wrote a book called Things Fall... Then It fall, Fell Apart. And it was a memoir that was released this year. And it covered his life from 1999 to, to 2009. Which is funny because it's like when, what was... shit
0: hit the fan. But right,
1: like what else was there to cover? Like what was the first one about? I guess like childhood or something.
0: Childhood and like his like housey music scene it was the like late 80s scene till the recording
1: yeah. of play in 1999 so he split up his life into two different books mm-hmm. and this book came out and I don't really think anyone would have cared about this book which is I find really amusing it's no. like people kind of would have let it pass by Moby fans would have bought it or maybe it I don't know like like it could have stuff could have come out from it that was silly or little about the making of the album because people do yeah. still kind of do care about that album
0: and there are people who like may not read anything, but they like reading celebrity memoirs. Like, there are people who just love celebrity memoirs, and they will read anything.
1: That's true. That's true. So Moby puts out this book, people don't really care, or people, you think that nobody would really care. And then Mm -hmm. it starts getting, people start reading it, or somebody read it, and writes that in his book, he talks about having a relationship with Natalie Portman and the way that he writes about it is you have the do you have the actual text what sucks is that this is in the book so it's like it's he apologizes but it's still published in this book you know it's not it's like, like he gave this interview randomly to someone and then it gets to apologize and be amended by publications it's like in this book uh, by the way this is another thing a lot of people brought this up when this when this happened was that did you know and you know this bobby but our listeners that most books are not fact checked
0: yeah, they're not fact-checked, that's the thing. And people assume that books are fact-checked, but they're not. Fact-checking is really, really expensive and time-consuming, and publishers so don't want to pay for it. unless an
1: author pays for a fact-checker, he will not get fact-checked. She or she will not get fact-checked. So that mm-hmm. is the main issue here that we're dealing with, mm-hmm. which is a big um, deal. Because then you have something like this where uh, Moby says, I dated Natalie Portman, and then Natalie Portman's not getting a phone call from a fact-checker saying, did you date Moby, or whatever.
0: Right, exactly. So let me just read the, the excerpt. I have it here. Mm-hmm. So he was performing something, and Natalie was there, Madonna was there, Gwyneth Paltrow was there. Then, at the end of the show, he was backstage, and it's 1999. And he says, Somehow a door had opened to this glowing golden world and natalie and gwyneth and madonna and david and david letterman and elton john were holding it open smiling and telling me they loved me if 19 year old me the punk rock philosophy major could have seen what was going on he would have been disgusted by by my obsequious running dog pursuit of fame really he would have asked you're buying into the celebrity bullshit don't you know it's all facile celebration of commerce and mediocrity and i would have said but look there's natalie portman and she's being so nice to me so natalie portman like came up to him after this show and they talked about they like talked after the show and he said like they went to Donatello Versace's party together they like were in a limo together then later on in the book he says that like they kissed a lot on like Harvard campus cuz she was in Harvard cuz she was only 18 and they would like kiss and they had a couple moments and they dated and then Natalie Portman finds out that this is in the book because obviously she didn't read it he didn't send it to her and be like well the hey, story is kind of this?
1: i mean did, is the, did you read the full excerpt no like the story is kind of weird like he paints her to be basically the manic pixie dream girl that she is in garden state like it's very yeah. strange like he doesn't it's like he doesn't understand why she's coming on to him but she's like moby like come backstage and like i want to come backstage and like talk to you and da 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 like mm-hmm. you know it claims that they and then he claims that they like dated or whatever uh, yeah. whatever dating means
0: So then Natalie Portman responds to this in Harper's Bazaar. And she says, I was surprised to hear that he characterized the very short time that I knew him as dating because my my recollection is that a very much older man is a much older man being creepy with me when I just graduated high school. He was on tour and I was working, shooting a film, so we only hung out a handful of times before I realized that this was an older man who was interested in me in a way that felt inappropriate. She points out that she was 18 when they started hanging out, not 20, because apparently in the book he writes that she was 20 years old. Then Moby, because he's digging himself a hole, says, "Uh -uh, uh uh-uh-uh, Natalie, we dated. And then his proof is a photo of him shirtless, like, side-hugging him, Mm -hmm, side-hugging Natalie, mm -hmm. which is like a shirt... I mean, a photo that you could take with anyone. There's nothing remotely sexy, romantic, or intimate about that photo His response
1: was like, I recently read a gossip piece where Natalie Portman said that we'd never dated. This confused me, as we did, in fact, date. And after briefly dating in 1999, sorry, we remained friends for years. I like Natalie, and I respect her intelligence and activism. But to be honest, I can't figure out why she would actively misrepresent our albeit brief involvement. So that albeit brief, I think, is the main... Thing here is like mm-hmm. they hung out a few times maybe he saw them as dates maybe she didn't when it started getting a little bit more romantic maybe that's when she was like never mind when he thought oh we've been dating this whole time
0: am mm-hmm. i right then he got so much backlash that he fully apologized for it on instagram in a photo that says "From Moby," an apology, and then he's like, "I read all the criticisms, blah blah. blah. It was truly consider of me. It was truly considered of me to not let her know about her inclusion in the book beforehand, and equally inconsider of me for not to fully respect her reaction. I have a lot of admiration for Natalie for her intelligence, creativity, and animal rights activism, and I hate that I might have caused her." and her family distress. So we apologize. Apparently, it's like not going to be in the future printings of the book. Oh, really? Know. Oh, that's interesting. I think that's because though the way that he writes about it sort of suggests that it's not going to be in the future printings, although who knows if it's it's probably going to get a second printing. Um, so I that's where it all ends. I this,
1: but apparently Moby, and I, I've, I'm just Googling around and I'm seeing this now, he apparently makes a lot of like weird statements to blogs. Like he apparently is kind of known for that, a lot of lies. He said he might have accidentally helped create the iPod and the iPhone in an interview with the guardian i mean he's just done this i guess a lot a lot a lot
0: moby has been in the right before he was just in the wrong here but the way that he was in the wrong was so dramatically in the wrong right. like and the way like there was such a there was such an easy way to apologize for this behavior because on the grand scheme of like inappropriate relationships it's kind of on the lower end and even natalie admitted that she was like I realized this relationship was creepy, so I ended it, and that's it. So he could have been like, oh, I I shouldn't have said that. I saw this as something else, but obviously she didn't. Let's move on. I'm sorry. I should have checked with her. Like, there were so many ways to get past this where this wouldn't have been a thing. And again, he didn't do them, Mm -hmm. which is what says, which him not doing those follow-up things says more about his character than what is actually written in the thing you know
1: mm-hmm. apparently and this is something i also kind of vaguely remember is that like new york media was obsessed with Moby at a certain point maybe in like the mid 2000s they just like wrote about him nonstop. like gawker vulture page six all of that like really really talked about him he's always
0: around he just kind of he was of, people. also
1: one of those guys that would always show up and do weird things in ways that were intriguing to the press do you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah. like uh, and also that he would kind of fight back against stuff he was cuz he was always like around in when the indie band scene was big, like, he also kind of floated around that a lot. He's just one of those guys that's always, like, putting his foot in his mouth, I guess.
0: But before we move on, let's talk about one more anecdote from the Moby book, which is that he also dated Lizzie Grant. Who's Lizzie Grant? Lana Del Rey's well, original name. dated.
1: He met her.
0: They kissed a couple times.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> they kissed a couple times, and they went on one date to a vegan restaurant. Well, of and course they says, did. Although, again, Moby wrote this, so take it with a grain of salt. Also, Although this is he, about
1: Lizzie, so who knows what Lizzie's, knows? you know, kind of identity Lana might was.
0: Even, Lana might not even recognize that Lizzie ever existed, okay? Um, here we go. So, again, because Lana, New York girl, or is she from Connecticut? She was like a <laughs> New York scene person. Lana's, you know? from
1: Connecticut. Lana's from New York, but Lizzie might be from Connecticut. Oh, yeah. lana's from malibu california she's from from california lizzie's from new jersey
0: (laughs) but like music scene trying to on the come up in the music scene it makes sense that they would interact right okay sure but again take it with a grain of salt because moby wrote it he writes we'd kiss at the bar at 4 a.m just as the place was closing and i'd asked her to come home with me she smiled and said no she wouldn't go home with me after just meeting me but she would happily go on a date if i called her and asked her out i called her the next day and we talked for 30 minutes about music and politics and growing up in the suburbs Ugh. i'd i'd love to have that conversation with Lana <laughs> and then they meet at a vegan restaurant this is 2006 then blah blah, blah, blah. this is uh, another expert another excerpt Lana says do you have a piano Moby says they're in his apartment he says yes back on the second floor and Lana goes floors in an apartment Moby you know you're the man and Moby says ha Thanks. And Lana says, "No, not like that. You're a rich wasp. You're a rich wasp from Connecticut, and you live in a five-level penthouse. You're quote the man," as in stick it to the man, as in the person they guillotine in the revolution. And then Moby writes, "I didn't know she. I didn't know if she was insulting me, but I decided to take it as a compliment." This is how uh, lacking in self-awareness he is. Honey, Lana was like, "You suck. She's
1: insulting you.
0: Like, there's there's no subtext there. She's, like, calling you a asshole She's that she has no you. respect for.
1: She's insulting you. She's insulting you.
0: And he's like, oh, like, oh, I'm horny, yeah. <laughs> cool. I really like,
1: also, now that the Daily Mail, now that we care about Moby for, like, a hot minute, the Daily Mail writes, Moby enjoys low-key lunch date with Mystery Blonde in LA amid controversy surrounding tell-all memoir. Do you know Moby's mystery woman? Email tips at dailymail.com.
0: They're trying. <laughs> They're trying.
1: How do you measure yourself? You know, play was your biggest hit, right? Mm-hmm. You've never topped that since. No. Why?
0: Uh, that's a good question. You keep saying I, that. That's what I'm here to do. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm, I don't know.
1: Uh, uh, anyways, Moby is back, but also we don't care that he's back. Is Moby a who or them? He's a who, right? He's a who now.
0: He's a who. I'm sorry. He's a who. Yeah. You know who's back?
1: Who? Ben?
0: No. no, Helena Bonham Carter.
1: <laughs> she's back?
0: Bonham is back. Bonham,
1: Bonham is back. back. Helena Bonham Carter, them, but new mystery man that she's dating who's uh, a few years her her junior.
0: I, I love it when a famous sort of like middle-aged celebrity starts dating a younger academic. Hello, Nari Oxman. Hello. Oh, I
1: mean, Nari Oxman, but like, do we even know if that happened? Nari Oxman is still a mystery. I mean...
0: Maybe they went to a vegan restaurant and talked about, like, politics for 30 minutes on the phone.
1: Right. Like, did they date? Did they date? I don't know. Or did they We're talk about... We're Neri Oxman
0: and Brad Pitt. Did I, they...
1: Now the real question is with this Moby thing is, like, did they, quote, unquote, date? Or did they just talk about su- uh, live growing politics. up in the suburbs and veganism for 20 minutes on the phone?
0: I mean, yeah. It's I don't know how... I don't know how, what it takes for Moby to actually categorize something as a romantic relationship we should start
1: saying things earth did they date or was it a moby date
0: <laughs> or was it a moby natalie
1: mm-hmm.
0: or was it a moby lana moby lizzie
1: a moby lizzie Is this a moby
0: lizzie situation no, so I
1: think this one is not because they've been seen many times together.
0: Uh, they are like holding They're hands, holding hands. They're embracing. Holding hands doesn't necessarily mean we're romantically connected, but there's some intimacy there that's not like Moby shirtless side-hugging Natalie Portman, you know?
1: I also appreciate this because Helena Bonham Carter was with Tim Burton for a long time. Remember the iconic reports of them living in separate houses connected by a yes. tunnel? Love that. Yes. Love that for anyone, but honestly love that for them. Mostly th- for them. I think towards the end, things got a little bit too serious, a little bit too eccentric, a little bit too dramatic. And so they broke up, which seems like you're, descri-
0: you're describing Helena Bottom Carter.
1: Right. And then she found this younger PhD oh, candidate. He's in- an
0: <laughs> art historian in London. He works oh. at a university. Oh. His name is, what is it, Lindsay? Rye Rye Dag Rydaghombo. It's an Anglo-Scandinavian Let's name. Let's break
1: this name down. Rye, as in the bread. Dag, as in dag. That looks dag. like some good rye bread. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and homebo as in I'm Scandinavian.
1: As in Norway? Hello? Anyone?
0: Homebo as in my stomach can't handle any spice.
1: As in I'll take the rye with just butter. Thank you very much. Hombo,
0: as in I need SBF 1000.
1: <laughs> so you can relate.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. So... So you Google him, and it's, like, honestly sort of boring. (laughs) Like, when you Google him, when you do the, like, pro Googling where you're, like, Ry Dag Holmbo minus Helena Bottom Carter so you don't get all the messy new stuff, it's just like, oh, he interviewed some artist about an art. Oh, he, like, did an art thing in the art review. Oh, he works at this place. Oh, he had a LinkedIn, but he stopped updating it when he got a better job at the university. Like, that's it. He's just a boring university guy, which is, again... I love that sort of celebrity moment. Sometimes get, it does, sometimes it doesn't.
1: For some people, you also get not me, but a lot of people with uh, who are very uh, you know have long family tree slash histories. You get these amazing kind of like heritage sites, hundreds of them that have his name because he uh, TBD unclear, but is might be related to this Norwegian politician from the eighteen hundreds, Whose names Jens. Jens. Jens, Jens, Lindsay.
0: Jens Holmbo. And there's Len's another one Holmbo. named
1: Johan Henrik Rye Holmbo. But it's confusing. It's hard to trace this because you tell me, I know there are a lot of genealogist people out there who are really good at this, genealogy people who are good at this, mm-hmm. but um, because his name is the last name, his name is Rye Dad oh, right. Holmbo, yeah. it's hard to put where he is in this family because everyone else's last names are Rye Holmbo, if right. that makes sense.
0: Um, But when you... Read about him on the Daily Mail. A few instances they call him like the son or like the the heir to a wealthy like Anglo Scandinavian family. They might just be guessing as we are today. They be also honest. might be guessing. Right. But um I mean, look at him. Look, look at, at him. his name. Look at him. Look at his credentials. The best part about This part guy practice, sounds though, like he came from a wealthy Scandinavian family.
1: Yeah. The best part is this this daily mail. There's a few Daily Mail things, but I will say the best one is Bobby found one from a few months ago. Of when they
0: first started PDAing,
1: when they first started PDAing out on the town, and they,
0: and they went out on a date in London town, and they wanted some lunch. They were getting a little, a little peckish. And so they stopped at an outdoor cafe, you know, Helena, all eyes on Helena. She was wearing a Brexit is bollocks sticker on her puffy jacket and she's like making a political statement and she's holding hands with this younger beau and they stop for lunch and they order some, you know, a delicious healthy salad, a healthy salad with some, you know, thinly sliced, you know, zucchini noodles. (laughs) Stop. Stop. And there's a photo of her holding up a noodle to her mouth and she's kind of sucking it but it's zucchini it's not like a normal pasta noodle it's like a long vegetable yeah. noodle uh-huh. you're dragging the eyes out. are closed and she says the caption says however it proved difficult to eat with any grace and she resorted to holding one end of the green vegetable sliver above her head while sucking the other between her lips <laughs> it's a great daily mail article <laughs>
1: The headline is good. It says, uh, Helena Bonham Carter, 52, sports a bollocks to Brexit sticker as she steps (laughs) out with boyfriend Rye Dag Holmbro, 32, dot, 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 but struggles with a courgette spiral during fresco lunch date. Struggles with a courgette (gasps) spiral. Aren't we all just really struggling?
0: I'm struggling with the courgette spiral as we speak.
1: Let's move on. That sounds
0: like something that makes you like, it's like, oh, I need some, I don't know, emodium. Like, what do you need when you're struggling with the corset spiral? I mean, whenever I'm struggling with food,
1: I need a tum is what usually is the case. If we're going to talk about struggle.
0: I like, there's photos of her laughing and it says, Upbeat, despite the current state of British politics and the inevitability of Britain's departure from the European (laughs) Union, Helena was high in spirits while chatting with her new boyfriend.
1: That's incredible. That's incredible. And you wonder why the UK cannot figure out how to do Brexit. It's because of shit like that, you know? (laughs) We're focused on other things.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, but despite the current state of British politics and the inevitability of Britain's departure from the European Union, we have to talk about Catherine Scorsese.
1: Unfortunately, this Her is, basement flooded. This is a tough situation. Here's what happened: Catherine Scorsese o- owns a 1.4 million dollar Brooklyn loft, which she did buy for eight hundred thousand dollars in two thousand something or another. But it is worth a lot. Back more. when that was
0: market, still market, but that was still expensive in two thousand eight. It
1: got flooded with poopy from upstairs.
0: <laughs> also poopy from downstairs. I mean, it's the poopy from the building.
1: So the it's poopy came poopy. in and just flooded poor Catherine. I don't want anyone's Scorsese's poopy. I don't care if it's upstairs or
0: downstairs poopy.
1: Apartment and Catherine Scorsese's half sister who thought she was doing a nice thing started a gofundme for her her half-sister Catherine scorsese and said please my sis uh katherine's uh loft is flooding with poop i need help <laughs> she needs help to put her animals i don't know somewhere while she stays because she had insurance she has insurance it claims but the insurance wasn't going to pay for housing for her animals she has all these animals and then everybody was like um Scorsese uh, excuse me um excuse me um I don't think we're gonna give you like ten thousand dollars for you to fix you your have a, fucking million dollar apartment if your father is Martin Scorsese
0: call Martin Scorsese even if they're even if they don't have the closest relationship, which I really can't tell, they've worked together in the past. Mar- Marty's given her some work on his movies before, but like small little things. Mm-hmm. Um, they have they have a relationship up until like the most recent thing I can find, not about Poopy Part, like the Poopy Basement, <laughs> is some stuff from a few years ago where he acted in a movie kind of as a favor. This little like weird online only movie that honestly I can't even. It it's so insignificant. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But like they have sort of some sort of relationship. But apparently, she doesn't get financial help from him. Didn't she say, like, I paid for this myself. I don't get paid by my right. – so I don't she have a trust asked for,
1: fund. The target was supposed to be $30,000. It got shut down around $6,000. They raised
0: $6,000. Six. Yeah. I think
1: it got shut down when people were kind of like, uh, this is a little bit it. This is a little bit too much, which I understand. A lot of people are asking money for a lot of different things. I just – even if she wasn't Martin Scorsese's daughter, I would say asking for money because your insurance company won't pay for a big enough place for your animals is a little It's low much. on the total.
0: It's low on the totem pole. Yeah. And then you Um, happen to be Catherine Scorsese. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little tone deaf is what it is. A little. Um, But even it's Catherine didn't even make it, her half sister did. It's tone deaf on the half sisters. I know. Did you not ask
1: Kathy? I mean, you're not you're kind of supposed to ask the questions. I was gonna say it's kind of tone deaf like Martin Scorsese's recent and then I couldn't think of a thing that he said. Oh, vinyl. Tone deaf like Martin Scorsese's recent HBO show vinyl that was that was cancelled after one season.
0: Ooh, that's rude. That's a little rude. Did you watch Vinyl? Did I watch Vinyl? I watched one episode of Vinyl.
1: Well, you know.
0: What the fuck is this? It's a uh, uh, new Tom. The, the the new toll? You ask him and you telling him. It's uh, t- come on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Case you haven't heard, the deal with Polygram is off. We're not selling the company. We'll be trimming our roster. And less artists means less need to kiss the asses of those artists. So 40% of our support staff will be let go. That's right. What about us? Who, us? A&R. You're all fired. Effective immediately. Let's move on to one more thing before we do, Rita.
1: I just, this cracks me the shit up. Can I just read this one headline for you? Yes, please. Because sometimes stuff comes up from Australia. You know we talk about it and we're just like, what is going on in Australia? Can somebody just fucking translate this for me into English even though they speak the same language as me? Here's one. Quote, some might call this a sad day. The Bachelor's Heather Maltman quits her Gold Coast breakfast radio job to pursue an acting career in China. (laughs) So I first read this and I was like... You got to do the Mad Libs. You're like who what where when high. So you're like <laughs> how. <laughs> Why how? How. Who so what like... when
0: where I'm high? Is that what you said?
1: <laughs> I'm not high, but I will be in an hour. So <laughs> the batch so who? The Bachelor's Heather Maltman. She was a she was a contestant on a season of The Australian Bachelor. Yes. Who what what? She quit her job as a breakfast radio host. Okay. Which is a
0: great job. Who wouldn't want a breakfast radio job?
1: Where? Australia. Why? Because she wants to pursue an acting career in China. Okay. How? Apparently she is, she wrote that she is, she, this year I sold a TV show about me trying to make it big in China to China. I think she sold it in Australia, but then so like a the Chinese show... television company. No, I think the show is about her trying to make it big in China, and she's actually trying to make it big in China. Oh, But that's then the fine. show is she in said, Australia. She said, This year
0: I sold a TV show about me trying to make it big in China. That's a fact. Actually going to try it, make it big in China. <laughs> that's her quote. <laughs> I'm going to read that again. Okay, everyone, pull up a chair. This is me, like, imagine Lisa, Lisa Lopez, do the math. Get ready to yeah, do the math. Yeah, yeah. Get ready to listen to this woman. This year, I sold a show about me trying to make it big in China. That's a fact. Actually going to try and make it big as an actor in China. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so she's going to China, and she's going to try to make a show about her trying to make it big in China, which is otherwise known as a reality show.
1: Yeah, but she it's, this a, year I it's sold an Australian a reality, show. reality show about her trying to make it big in China. And sh- she's saying, well, I actually really am trying to make it big in China, as my reality show implies.
0: Okay. Um, I got to say, I don't really know what to expect from this because she says she wants to make it big. An, the, the, the Daily Mail editorializes it and says that it's one, her wanting to be an actor, but it could easily be a reality show.
1: No, but the reality show is about her trying to become an actor in China.
0: Oh my God! Maybe the she'll take the Jesse J.
1: Maybe she'll be like a Jesse J. situation.
0: What does that mean? She'll start singing? She'll marry Channing Tatum? <laughs> oh, become big get in China? Big China in suddenly, China. well, we don't even know what this woman's talent is. Jessie J has a very obvious well, talent. Well, her talent and is clearly
1: being on The Bachelor and talking at early in the morning,
0: which that's good.
1: Wouldn't most of us love any of those talents?
0: I would. I really would. What I will say is I actually hate Heather Moldman. I hate her. Did you see this line?
1: In December 2018, Heather revealed she tried out for the role of Batwoman, but producers decided to cast Ruby Rose instead.
0: No, that's not why I hate Heather Moldman. Wait, why? I hate her because of this line from the Daily Mail story. She's talking about how she's also going to start a podcast. And she says, As I look towards a podcast, comma, otherwise known as unemployment. Ah! You have to take risks to get what you want. Heather? Heather. It's employment. Not only Heather, is it employment. Heather, it's full employment. Tell my fucking Heather, it's full employment. Tell
1: my accountant Richard that this is unemployment, okay? Cuz I'm paying taxes on this thing.
0: Paying a lot of taxes Am on I this right? thing. Am I right, Heather?
1: Heather. Heather, you know nothing about a podcast. <laughs> I'd like to see you try, okay?
0: I don't want to see her try.
1: <laughs> I'd like to hear you try.
0: At least I get to walk away knowing I was true to myself. I did the right thing. I cared about him open heartedly. And I haven't done that with a guy before. That's the only part of me that's hurt. But I guess that was the risk I took.
1: So it's okay. one more Daily Mail headline. And I don't and I am just going to say it and we're going to give no context and we're okay. going to move on. OK, okay. to read it. Michael Caine, 85, returns to Tramp nightclub with his wife Shakira, 75. Dot dot dot. 48 years after they met at legendary London venue (parentheses) where actor also got punched in the face by George Best (parentheses).
0: So we're not gonna come. We're just gonna move on.
1: Well, can I? will maybe we'll do the who, what, where, why, how, and then move on. Do the on.
0: who, what, when, where, how, why. Who? And then we Michael f-
1: Caine and his wife Shakira. <laughs>
0: Like, okay. Got who it. has
1: no last name got aside it. from Shakira <laughs> Kane? Got it. Who? What? Returned to Tramp nightclub, mm-hmm. forty-eight years after they met. Got it. Why? Oh, because they returned forty-eight years after they met just to hang out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when? This year.
0: Uh huh.
1: How? How did they get there? I don't. I don't know. And then you're the one to put it in there. How would be where actor also got punched in the face by George Best, which <laughs> is apparently a classic tale that the Daily Mail like famously, famously got punched.
0: No, what it is, Lindsay, it's who, what, when, where, huh? So <laughs> is that our who, version. Michael Caine and Shakira. What <laughs> returns? Returns where to Tramp nightclub, a legendary London venue, huh? Where actor also got punched in the face by George Best. That's what it is. Who will win where, huh? Because we'll never know the why. We can never answer the why. Don't come here if you want the why. Don't go to Daily Mail if you want the why. Go there if you want the huh.
1: George famously kicked off his autobiography, The Good, the Bad, and the Bubbly, 1990, (laughs) with the immortal line, I punched Michael Caine on the floor in Tramp one night.
0: (laughs) What do you think about Fleur?
1: I know that it makes you smell good, and God knows it's summer, so I'm going to need a little bit of scent.
0: Let's do the who, what, when, where, huh about Fleur. Who? Fleur. What? A company that makes stunning, non-toxic perfumes and lists all their ingredients online. They're all about good, clean, fun. When? Now. Whenever you want it. Whenever you want it. Where? I'll tell you where. Fleur.com. P-H-L-U-R.com. Huh? You need the huh? (laughs) What's the huh? Every Fleur is gender-free. They're completely transparent. Uh, they tell you everything in their perfumes. And they just introduced a body wash and body lotion in the same scent so you can smell amazing all the time. I love that.
1: Can I add on an extra one?
0: Yeah. Yeah. How much? Well, if you use promo code WHO, WHO, you will get 20% off your first custom Fleur sample set. You pick three scents to try and get credit towards a full-size bottle of your favorite. That's promo code WHO, WHO at Fleur.com to get your first three Fleur fragrances at 20% off P-H-L-U-R What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the who queen. Tens
1: of people want to know all
0: about the number one who. Lindsay, Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? Okay, so what is Rita up to?
1: Weirdly a lot.
0: She's up to so much. This live show is getting tremendous reviews I, everyone loves it we're seeing amazing live content show coming on Twitter to New
1: York. I gotta see this live show she apparently it goes seemed, in the air she goes she, she has, has wings she has special guests she has phoenix wings phoenix wings special guests like charlie xex and sean king nope sean paul sean, <laughs> sean paul that's great I know
0: and She's her, gonna have great guests. She's the, gonna have great guests if she comes to New York. Guardian She's gonna come to New York, right?
1: Gave her an amazing
0: review. They gave her four out of five
1: stars. She spends a glorious ninety minutes delivering high octane hits. we respl- it's a little bit short. Resplendent in a bejeweled mini dress and iridescent knee high boots, she moves with confidence. Com- she moves with confidence and sings with precision, sustaining lively, often provocative dance moves sings, without missing a note.
0: Sings with precision. Oh my, my God. She's God. incredible. Yeah. She's incredible. incredible. And also, you said 90 minutes isn't enough. I think it's enough. I just want her hits. I don't want like deep cuts from Rita. Well, I she doesn't have,
1: heads. again, she doesn't have, she has limited uh, inventory.
0: Yeah, that's true. I think 90 minutes is perfect. So she was a can. We talked about how she was a can doing some magnum ice cream PR. She loves dipping the ice cream just like everyone. While she was in can, she was wearing a lot of expensive, fancy jewels. And there was a courier who was supposed to be moving the jewelry back from Rita to the luxury brand. And I'm quoting, I believe, page six here. The courier who was tasked with transporting the jewelry loaned by the luxury brand forgot her carry-on luggage on her plane at the airport in Nice, at the airport in Nice, France, after the oh ride from London, according God. to agents France Press. Um, by the time she realized the plane had already taken off on the way to Luton, oh. A police Yikes. source told page six, someone with their head in the clouds nearly lost several million. They got it back. It's fine.
1: Wait, so where was this jewelry just sitting?
0: It was just sitting on the plane.
1: Just sitting on the plane I think it was in... just sitting. Or
0: they captured, or they, they found, because they cleaned off the plane before. It was probably in lost and found.
1: That's crazy. If you would think you wouldn't forget the one thing. The
0: one thing your job is-
1: to mind is it's this It's literally you had one job it's the dollars. you had one job
0: meme it's the you had one job meme
1: And of course Rita Ora's name is in, involved in this. Of course Rita Ora is involved in this. I mean she had nothing to really do with this, but did she? I don't know. Is it a heist? Oh, Maybe. It's,
0: it's fine. Her name's think... just on it. Her name's just on it. Maybe. The last thing that she's up to um is we talked about her being at the Radio 1's big weekend, but she turned up the peat in a pink plate she turned up the peat in a pink blazer style bodysuit and racy fishnet tights while doing so. She looks cool.
1: When doesn't <laughs> she, she look cool? cool?
0: She, she always extremely looks extremely cool.
1: cool. She always looks cool, Rita Ora. She's always looking cool.
0: I'm trying to find a really good caption. It says, Racy, the Anywhere songstress, put on a typically, da- a typically sizzling display for her energetic set as she highlighted her lean legs in vibrant fishnet tights. Her lean Turning legs. up the heat and read kooky fashion. They said
1: lean legs and not lean slim pens. Oh, what happened slim. to them?
0: They would They met their slim pins quota for the day. Do you day. think so? Yeah. The like alarm went off. It was like ding 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 ding. No more slim pins. No more slim pins. And then they're like switch mm, on to lean, lean legs.
1: legs. Lean legs. is not as kind of that's why it's second tier. Slim That's why it's pins. second tier.
0: But it says. Turning up the heat in Rita's true kooky fashion. The singer boasted her physique in a pair of mismatched pink and orange PVC thigh-high boots.
1: Mismatch, but on it's purpose, because it's Rita. Of
0: course it's Rita. She does everything on purpose. She's great. But we gotta see her. We saw a lot of we saw a lot of good videos of her UK tour this weekend, so she's like turning it up a few notches, which I think is fun. But are you kidding? I would pay I would pay fifty bucks to hear her sing uh uh, I will uh, never let you down for 90 minutes. Sing well, one that, song over no, and over again. For 50
1: bucks, I would pay more for that. I would be like, Rita, just sing that song, please. Uh,
0: Rita, sing that and the Pokemon song. Okay, but we're done. So thank you for listening. Follow us on Happy Mor- Happy Memorial Day weekend. I hope you had a good weekend. Uh, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Um, Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Come see us in Nashville. It's going to be so much uh, Check out our six, merch. Our merch, six one nine. Who, them, to leave questions, comments, concerns for our Friday show, which is the call-in show, and we will see you on Friday. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. You,
1: will yeah, yeah, who? Yeah,
0: they know Hey, Hey, Come on. Hey, to no, no.
1: Look at me. I just, I can't, I, I can't do this. We can get through this, you and I.
0: I love you, and you love me.